Hello and welcome to the Brutal Iron Gym Podcast, where our goal is to cut through the BS and deliver the brutal truth about topics related to health and happiness. Today is podcast number 1895. The topic is Mindset and the title is The Timeline of Your Life. Uh, actually, when I was getting ready to record this one, I mentioned to Meredith, my wife, that this was the 1895th podcast that I'd be doing. She remarked, I wonder what happened in 1895. Now, we had been kind of talking about ideas of podcasts, and then she said, well, what kind of podcast it would be? And I said, a mindset one. And then I said, oh, you know, it happened to be the 1895th. So whenever she said that question, it was kind of a fun, kind of exploratory question. So as we normally do, we Googled it. <laughs> and um, in like U.S. history in 1895, the sport of volleyball was created, which is pretty neat. Uh, then we were looking and we saw that the country's first and oldest public golf course was opened in the Bronx. Uh, Meredith grew up in uh, Philly, kind of New Jersey area, so she's a close connection with New York City, so she always likes any facts with uh, New York City. The first professional American football game was played in Latrobe, Pennsylvania. I actually grew up near Latrobe, uh, so that's pretty cool to hear that. I grew up actually kind of in the middle of nowhere in Pennsylvania, uh, but it was in Indiana, Pennsylvania, and actually outside of that. Uh, But it was kind of in that area. So that was kind of neat to see. And then we, living here in uh, South Carolina, there's a a famous estate near us called the Biltmore Estate. And it's uh, basically just this really, really rich family had this huge, amazing mansion and really beautiful uh, property that is now open to the public. And the Biltmore was actually opened for the first time to family and guests in on Christmas Eve in uh, 1895. So really neat to see. So we went through that and we kind of talked about some interesting things. There were neat to see uh, different births of people who were famous. Uh, the deaths is not so fun to see. Uh, but there was, there was a lot of interesting data whenever we were looking at uh, the year 1895. And then it made me start to think of the timeline of my life. So when we were thinking of going back to the the history of 1895, I wondered what the history of me (laughs) would look like if I could go back, you know, the last five years, what would be the highlights, last 10 years, 15 years. And it actually coincided with Meredith and I were talking. Her birthday was on December 19th. My birthday uh, was back in November. I turned 40 and she just turned 39. I know, crazy. (laughs) Um, But we were kind of talking about the decades of our life. What were the highlights and lowlights of our teens, then our 20s, and then our 30s? So it was fun to just kind of talk through that and learn. Like I didn't meet Meredith until we were in our mid to late 30s. So it's fun to hear, uh, still learning things. We've been married for three years now. But it's still fun to learn more about her and catch a new story here or there or be reminded of a story. So I always like asking her those kind of questions. And then she asked me a fun one, and she said, now that you're 40, is there anything that you learned from your 30s that if you could go back in time and tell yourself on your 30th birthday? 
So what advice would you give yourself on your 30th birthday? And that was fun. Um, I then figured out, you know, I figured I'd ask her because she's getting to the end of her 30s. And we were talking about various things. And some of the highlights of those conversations, there were two takeaways that I wanted to share in today's podcast. The first is what we were most proud of didn't come easily. So when I think back in the, my 20s, one of the events that happened in my 20s was I opened a Brutal Iron Gym. <laughs> so that's a pretty cool event. Uh, and that sure as hell did not come easily. When Meredith talked about uh, the events that she had in her 20s and 30s, we were talking about that the things that ended up being something we were proud of started extremely challenging, very difficult, and often there were a lot of hurdles and obstacles. So for example, she competed in a bodybuilding show in her 30s, but she started the prep for it, uh, had a job loss, went through some chaos, had to quit the prep, uh, watched some friends compete who were prepping for the same show. She had to come back later on and actually be able to compete in the show, and she actually did well. She won, but she had to go through that stage of quitting the competition prep, uh, kind of gathering her life, putting herself back in a good, safe position, and then getting back into the grind after having lost some ground uh, on that goal. And that was a huge accomplishment for her to get back into a goal that she had to step away from at one time. So that was definitely something she should be proud of, and I'm very happy for her that she did it. But it was neat to see that the things we were most proud of, the things we were happiest that we did, didn't come easily. And then the second thing that was noteworthy was what we regretted were often inactions, meaning we didn't do something. Maybe we thought we had an opportunity or we saw something we could have done or there was an event and it's like, oh man, if I would have acted on that, that would have been life-changing. Often, the regrets we had were inactions. So I thought that was pretty neat because if I think of what I've learned from my past that I can apply to my future, I think those are two good lessons. What I'm most proud of, what I'm going to be most proud of, isn't going to come easy. So that makes me start things like goals and dreams, tasks, with a mindset of not expecting it to be easy and actually being okay with when it isn't easy. I can think back and say, oh, you know, I remember this thing I did before that wasn't easy, but I was able to grind through it, find a way through it, and now I'm very proud that I did it. So knowing that of my past, the things I'm most proud of didn't come easily, I can apply that to my future. And knowing that the things I will be most proud of won't come easily. Therefore, I can start them with a mindset of expecting and actually being okay with challenges and struggles. One of the concepts I'm going to take from our conversation and apply is that if it doesn't come easily, don't give up. Instead, look for an easier start. How often do we start something, it's very challenging, and then we quit? So often. What I want to do is change that around a little bit. If I start something and it's extremely challenging, I, I just want to step back and look for an easier start. 
I want to gather momentum. I want to learn along the way. I want to be able to start actions and make some progress. So if I'm starting and it becomes overwhelming, rather than stopping, I want to look for an easier start. So for example, say you want to improve your nutrition. Don't try to overhaul everything like um, overhaul everything at one time. Maybe start with trying to eat one healthy meal a day, whatever you define that as. I'm going to leave that broad so that way just get you thinking conceptually is if I want to eat healthier, I don't have to change everything I eat entirely. The foods I eat, the times I eat, the ways I eat, I don't have to overhaul everything. But can I do one meal better than before? You know, can I make sure that I have, it doesn't even have to be like the same meal. Like rather than saying, I want to make sure I have a good breakfast every day. Then all of a sudden the first day you get up late and you skip breakfast and (laughs) you feel like you lost the goal before it started. Just say, can I have one meal a day where I would say to myself is, hey, that was a healthy meal. Just start with that one meal a day. That can be overwhelming, but that's also an easier start than trying to overhaul everything, right? Now, if you're looking for nutrition information, you can go to our website, www.brillironjim.com, go to the free nutrition education uh, page, and then there's tons of free stuff there for you to start with. But I just want you to think of, take away the lesson of, if it doesn't come easily, don't give up. Instead, look for an easier start. So training, maybe you want to get back in the gym four times a week or start for the first time being in the gym four times a week. But you're starting from zero or one or occasionally two or three. You haven't been consistent up to this point. So rather than all of a sudden launching to a number that you've never done before, can you just make what you've done before more consistent? If you think you can get twice a week and you're like, oh, I can do that. I've been doing that perfectly fine. But if we look in the actuality of things and get rid of our lies, our self-lies, you realize, oh, crap, okay, I remember two weeks ago, I didn't go to the gym at all. I remember a week before that, I was super stressed. I only went to the gym one time. So can you actually make it to the gym twice a week? Something you have achieved before, but can you do it on a more consistent basis? So if you've been going to the gym between two or three days a week, can you do it for three days a week every week? Try to pick a number that you've already accomplished, but it was on like the more rare occasion, and try to make that the norm. That is a way to start easier to get you past the initial phase where most people give up when they first start and everything feels overwhelming. The second tip is what we regretted were inactions. Uh, It's summarized to the statement, which I'll explain. I'd rather not lose my head, but I wouldn't mind losing a toe. So that's actually a statement I made in the conversation. Uh, I wouldn't. I would rather not lose my head, but I wouldn't mind losing a toe. What this means is, if you want to do something, do it. But now I'm not going to stop there. Not if you want to do something, do it. Just do it. You know, we're not going to Nike. <laughs> Nike slogan. Uh, it, there's nothing necessarily wrong with that. But overwhelmingly, uh, it can feel overwhelming to think that you have to go all in, head first, right? You're like, I I think I want to do it. I maybe want to do it. I'm not sure how I want to do it. I'm not sure even if I can do it. 
So if you feel that way and then somebody says, just do it, go all in, you're like, I can't. Like, number one, I don't even know what to go all in for. Number two, maybe I have circumstances that I still need to maintain. So for example, you have maybe a job that you don't like and you want to explore looking into a new job, but you have bills. You have people that are responsible to you, you know, that you need to be responsible for financially. So maybe you have to do it at a slower start, a slower pace. It's okay if you don't want to go head first, but you can at least dip your toe in the water, right? So if you're thinking of doing something, think, I'd rather not lose my head, but I wouldn't mind losing a toe. You don't have to go all in to do something. You can at least just put a toe in the water. Just get a little bit of movement, do a little bit of something, and that'll help you see how it goes. If you like it, keep pushing and progress. If it turned out not to be what you thought, eh, you only lost a toe, right? So often we don't act on goals and dreams because we feel like what we would have to do to act on it is too large of a commitment. It's too large of a potential loss. Well, shrink that commitment, shrink that loss. Rather than going head first and losing your head, dip your toe in the water. And if the worst case scenario, you lose a toe, right? So in the new year coming up, in 2024, what will be the events of your timeline? So in 20 years, when you recall 2024, what are you going to remember? Will you have moments of pride? Recalling something that was challenging, but you worked through and you reached a level of success with? Or will you have moments of regret? Something you wanted to do, but you didn't. You didn't act on it. So will you have regrets of inaction? Or will you have proud accomplishments earned through hard work? I hope, 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 hope that you'll be able to look back at 2024 with pride. And the two things I think will help you do that is to remember that what we're most proud of doesn't come easily. So if it doesn't come easily, don't give up. Instead, look for an easier start. And number two is what we regret are often inactions. So if you want to do it, do it. You don't have to go head first, but you can at least dip your toe in the water. Okay. I hope those help. If you need anything, reach out. My email is brutalironjim at gmail.com. If you're interested in setting up a free 50-minute consultation, I am offering that now. Uh, get to, I'd like to get to meet you, talk about what your goals are, talk about what your struggles are, and how we can work to overcome those. So if you'd like to, you can sign up for that on uh, via email, brutalironjim at gmail.com, or on our website, www.brutalironjim.com. You can go to the one-on-one services page, see the options we have for working with me, and then you can sign up for a virtual consultation if you'd like. Well, if you like the podcast, please share it. The more you share it uh, with people, the more people you can help. So if you can share it on social media, share it in a conversation, however you share it, I appreciate it and hopefully they will appreciate that you did. If you like the podcast, please consider donating to support the podcast, which you can do on our website. Also, if you like the information we share in the podcast, you can find more from us on our social media channels. You can find us and follow us on Instagram and YouTube under the name Brutal Iron Gym. As always... I hope this was helpful, and thank you for listening.